Hey there, folks. I uh, wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor, in our opinion, is the easiest way to make a podcast today. First off, it's free, and we obviously like that. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your smartphone. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all the big name streaming services, talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch more, all the places you listen to our podcast. You can generate money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are getting into podcasts or it's something that interests you, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, and uh, welcome to this week's iteration of uh, the Two Loud Adams podcast. Indeed. Welcome to the big show. Big show. We're, we've got the big show on right now. Uh, Parent Club DC United is playing, uh, if you're wondering what, uh, what time of day we're recording right now. And it looks like we're down 2-0, but I think during the course of this podcast is when that comeback you hear about happens. And uh, I'm, I assume Kevin Paredes and probably Griffin Yao score like a hat trick each, something like that. Yeah, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Yeah, no doubt. Fair enough. Well, <sighs> well we're not here to talk about DC United. We'll, we'll touch on a little bit of that uh, later in the podcast, but we do want to talk about um, I think uh, a wonderful performance, a great game against uh, a studded out Hartford athletic team, uh, another trick trek up to Dillon stadium up in Hartford. And um, I, I think that maybe they slept on us a little bit. I think that they thought that they were going to come up here and, and knock four past us again. And they did it. We dominated, I think the entire yeah. game. They may have lost the Hartford Whalers from the NHL, but there was plenty of whaling in Hartford, let me tell you. We scored two on them. How many more games do we have against Hartford that we have to hear the Whalers joke? So that's, that's the biggest question. That's a good question. Uh, probably, I know at least one more. Excellent. Good. I'll prepare myself next time. Um, so so the, the result, everybody knows, was a draw. Um, I, I think that, unfortunately, what's going to be pulled out of that game is the, the – the last, you know, six to, to 10 minutes or so of the game that, that resulted in some pretty remarkable performances from the, the ben- off the bench by yeah. Hartford. But I mean, and unfortunately, and honestly, kudos to Marcus Nagelstad. I hope I pronounced his name. Uh, he's, it's a Norwegian guy who just joined the team uh, like, by yeah. the time of that game happened. <laughs> it, uh, he came screaming out, out of the uh, international quarantine. He came from the third tier of Norwegian soccer. Um, we were talking about him, his yeah. signing a few weeks the ago. post Nord Ligaen. Yeah, there you go. We, we were wondering if he was going to play against us at some point this season. Turns out uh, the wonder was not needed. It happened, and it happened yeah. really rough. It was bad. Yeah, it was uh, Yeah, it was Two goals off of free kicks, one direct, one off a rebound within the yeah. span of five minutes. A, a quick note and, and shout out to the commentators for, for the Hartford United game, you know, the Hartford Athletic game. They're, they're talking up this guy and saying, oh, this is his range. He can shoot from here. I'm thinking, how do they know what his range is? And just then pings off, you know, just right, right into the, you know, off the crossbar and gets dug in and like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess they do know. Um, they've maybe seen it in practice, or they've seen him overseas, or something. But man, mm-hmm. yeah, what a what a uh, what a performance! But you know, we'll, we're gonna break down um, the lineup. Let's talk about the lineup first. I think that's that's yeah. You know, work through the progression of the game. Right off the bat, um, there's two things that stood out to me. The the first of them 
was the attack. It was very different. We put both of the strikers that we – the legitimate, you know, full-on number nine strikers that we have on our roster that even traveled up, up north to Hartford with us. We put them both on at the exact same time, and I loved the decision. I loved the flexibility from Coach Martin. I think that that was the right move. I think yeah. we, we, we shook Hartford from the first minute. Indeed. Yeah, so, so Endor and Fawoli up top. And then the other big thing that I think was a good decision, you know, we, we always – we say uh, – we speak so highly of Colin Miller, but I think that we, we've all been really itching to see the French giant. And he arrived, all six foot nine of him, and he arrived with – with thunderous performance. Yeah, I'm, by the way, Simon, uh, sorry about saying you were in witness protection uh, the last episode of this podcast. It turns <laughs> out you were just in quarantine for... In quarantine. <laughs> yeah, the international quarantines have been, have been difficult um, for yeah. a lot of the teams like us that, that are able to, to dip into those international markets. Um, you yeah. know, when, when, the, when COVID happened and everything broke out, uh, a lot of them went home to their families. They don't have a lot of ties here and didn't really want to lock themselves into um, a, a hotel room <clears throat> or, or whatever. And, and so, yeah, you know, they, uh, they traveled back home and, and that's understandable. And so, so Simon or Simone, how, I, I think the comment is Plus, you know, there's Ali and Ganzi in Tanzania and uh, mm-hmm. Cairo Mustafa from Niger. I mean, there's a, <clears throat> We have Nganzi, quite a handful. Yeah, Nganzi, you know, he's played in MLS for a little while. He played for uh, Minnesota United, I believe, yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, we have but, yet to see him take the pitch for Loudon, though. Yeah, he but was he, on the bench. He was on the bench That's this right, game. That's right, for the first time. Though I was he excited. Though he didn't actually get off of it. But Yeah, yeah, but but hey, he'll get that's there. okay. He'll get he, there. He will, and we're excited for him to get there. Um <laughs> Yeah, so performance-wise, um, I, I think there was a lot of a lot of solid performances. I think everybody did their job. I think everybody was honestly. We came out and we were we were punching them in the jaw. This was this was professional soccer, and we yeah. were professionals. I mean, it was it was great to watch. It was motivating, and um, you know we got out to a, a fairly early lead um, off of a, a set play, right off. I think yeah, Jeremy it was uh, yeah. Jeremy Garay took the free kick and sent it right to the head of uh, Shane Wheat, who scored his first goal on the season. Is that first professional goal? Maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll have to get back on that one. Yeah, I'd have to. I'm gonna have to check that myself. Yeah. Okay. So Shane, I mean, what a wonderful performance. Um, I I think a a significant contender, and I'll, I'll reveal um who our man of the match is uh, later on, but. He, he was he was absolutely a contender for for that. I mean, without question, you you can't you can't not be when you, you put that that piss missile in um, off his head that came came screaming in. I mean, that thing was yeah. it came in hot and uh, yeah. You're not saving that even if you're a a, a pro keeper brought in from uh, the Netherlands or wherever. I think they've got a some some well known goalkeeper, mm. not well known enough for me to know who it is. But that's okay. Um, but some other great performances. Jeremy Gray, you know, uh, we, even with the assist aside. Faye Mandanda. Mandanda. Yep, that's their goalkeeper. That's From, right. Hey, who also was born in France, though he uh, plays for the Congo, uh, the DRC. Ah, okay. Very good. Yeah. Well, He's on, on loan from Royal Charleroi Sporting Club. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. But anyways, that's just an aside there. No, sure. I like yeah, it. He's got quite, he does have quite a pedigree. Apparently he also uh, played on the youth side for Bordeaux, which interesting connection as uh, Simone Lefebvre also played there. Oh, I'm going to let you handle bit. the French names from now on. I think you've got them covered. 
Um, so, yeah, Jeremy Gray, assist aside, I mean, he had a stud performance. That was the Jeremy Gray we remember from the beginning of the season, passing galore. He was everywhere. Um, and I think for the first time since uh, the restart, he performed at that level alongside Elvis. Because, um, you know, Elvis started when we got back from the restart, he started moving around. He was on the wing. He was up top. And now with him back sitting in that kind of that number eight role or, or whatever, uh, you'd have it. He and Jeremy, they, they linked up well. I think that was a great midfield. We controlled the midfield. We, we actually dominated the pace of the game. You know, we, we took turnovers from them. Um, and, and we punched them in the jaw. That's what it yeah. is. You know, we, we gave them a, a good good lick in the jaw. And we just, uh, yeah, kept, we kept pace. Shellac- Shellacking. There we go. A good bombing. A good attack. A good run yeah. through. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Stocking right in the haymaker. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more synonyms for basically a first strike. <laughs> no, yeah, sure. I, that, that's, yeah. But you, get, but you the listener, understand what we're doing here, right? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, so, and, and then on the attacking side, you got uh, Gamble and Mustafa. Uh, both both very competent wingers. Uh, Mustafa is just – he is just so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, there's been photos of him uh, from that Pittsburgh game that keep surfacing, uh, you know, and, and the ref, the poor ref, trying to keep up with him, um, burning down the sideline. How, what are you, how are you supposed to call him off sides if you can't even keep up with him? He's, he's, um, he's not slow. We'll put it that way. He's not slow. Um, and Indoor and Fawole, I, I thought that was a great, a great partnership. I yeah. thought – you know, I – I know we've we've got some uh, dense uh, matchups coming up. You know, our our schedule is going to be more and more dense as the season goes on. But yeah, I'm hoping we get to see even that before, partnership. Even before COVID happened, the way the schedule was set up, they wanted to, the team wanted to give themselves more time yeah. to add some amenities to the stadium, right? And then COVID hit, so we're they're still trying to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, but I hope to see that partnership more and more you know as as the season goes on and 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 hopes that even with you know a dense schedule that we can still you know they they, they're able to keep their legs uh, healthy um and i and i just want to add that i was impressed by Fawole like more so than before even uh in this matchup where he just he kept finding ways to get himself in the box get active and uh threatened the uh threatened the keeper on multiple occasions Unfortunately, he didn't put it past, but he got really, really close quite a few times. Yeah, you know, I was talking with one of the players um, on social media a little bit before the game, or maybe even during the game at one point. And I just, I just, when we were up maybe 2 0, that's what it was. I just want Fawole and uh, and Endor to to knock one past. I want our our big number nines to get a goal, find the back of the net, you know, shake off that, that pro goal, you know, the first of the season or whatever it is, first pro goal, if it would be for Fawole. And, yeah. and then just focus on doing your job. Because right now, as a striker, for those of you who've never been in that position before, in a, in a legitimate season, you know, where it matters, not getting that first goal, it gets in your head. It, it, it can be, yeah. uh, you know, the back of the – and it's constantly – it weighs down on your head and your feet. You know, you find yourself – making mistakes on the simple touches because you know at the end of 90 minutes you're just going to be known as the striker who doesn't score again and we don't want that pressure on them we want them to know we got their backs but they got to find the back of the net they got to do it and they and they know ultimately they try to do too much by themselves and pass up and you know and they ignore other members on their team who might have a better chance yep 
It, got, right. it happened a couple of games ago with uh, Mustafa and Endor when Mustafa didn't get the ball, even though he was he was open on the right side of the net and uh, Endor ah, right. was forced into a bad shot. And Mustafa just stopped. It felt like he just stopped communicating as well, tried to do it all himself, and it didn't work out for the team. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But, again, that's, this is my speculation. I, I'm not a mind reader, much as I wish I was. <laughs> don't we all um so and, uh, and, uh, to sorry to fall back to no, yeah. this point yeah it turns out that was shane wheat's uh, first professional goal first pro goal there Although, we go a big shout out to shane so, wheat then yeah. enjoy um, that yeah big a big shout out that's that's awesome um yeah. we're, we're happy for you happy to have you on the team um and uh you you've been you've been acting like a leader we we appreciate that so if there's yep. a chance that you're uh, you're listening uh, and attacking, yeah, not to mention attacking aside, the defense was incredibly strong this game. Uh, they were, yeah, they were. They, they managed to, uh, you know, they made good tackles. They uh, they pressed high. They kept the uh, offense out. And and the few times when the offense snuck past them, Lefebvre was able to uh, make the saves where he needed to. Except Man, for I the, know. Except He's for am- the he uh, was amazing. free kicks. but. Aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? Yeah, he, he, Simon, I honestly, I thought he did so well. You're right. So, and, and, you know, splitting the defense from the keeper, right? Like, I think there were lots of opportunities at Hartford in, in a normal game. And this isn't even against us, but a normal game against, you know, USL championship level quality defending and goalkeeping. I think that normally those are goals. And he kept them out. Yeah. He kept us in the game because there there should have been there was a shot on frame that he he palmed over top of it in the last few minutes of the game. He was constantly on top of things. He was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think I think it was awesome to see him perform and 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 get out there and with with such little. I think they said when he played Sunday. I think his first training with the team was Thursday, so he had had minimal time to get to know his defense. Meaning he only goes up from here. He's not a he's not a winger that like. Maybe he surprises a team one week and the next week now we know you're, you know how you play. Now he's a goalkeeper and, and you're you're good or you're bad. Um, and I think we got a lot of good talent in between the sticks. But right now Simon had a great game and he kept that point alive for us. Um, yeah, I'd love to see more of him. I mean, DC United decided to use their first pick in uh, this year's MLS Super Draft on him. I don't know yep. why they call it the Super Draft. They just do. But anyways, well, it's super. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, um, he. I guess they saw something in him from his time with the Temple Owls. So um, yeah, and well, they got a, a kid from Michigan idea. too, Andrew. Yeah, Verdi. Andrew Verdi, though he elected to go back to college in Michigan. So what a nerd! Just kidding. I kids. know, right? Go to school. Go to school, guys. <laughs> go to school. Um. So yeah, yeah. no, that, that's a great, great call. Yeah, the 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 rights uh, that MLS teams have is very wonky in the Super Draft, but um, luckily we don't have to yeah. deal with that. But we still get to reap the benefits of the Super Draft uh, being loud and united and getting players like Simon Lefebvre. Um, and so, Josh Falol, for that and matter. Josh Second oh, rounder. That's right, of course. But yeah, and, we and already Donovan went over Pines that in the last year. ep. We don't. Yeah, we already went over that part in the last episode. We don't need to reiterate that. So looking at um, the defense, so, you're a big fan of Timmy Mel, right? Yeah. Yeah. What well, What was your uh, thoughts? I really think he helped, uh, you know, tie that together. Whenever, uh, whenever uh, Green was caught flat-footed, Mel would step up. Whenever he was caught flat-footed, Wheat would step up. Love how these uh, guys are got each other's backs. It's taking them, you know, a few games to get to the point where they're starting to get in sync. But they're, yeah. but I think they've uh, definitely gotten some semblance of team uh, chemistry now. 
hundred percent. I'll yeah. agree with everything right there, except for I don't think Green ever was caught flat-footed. I, Green had a great stud performance, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm except sure for one that resulted in a yellow card, but you know that's okay, gonna for, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Hey, that's that's the now, nobody. Right nobody's perfect. That's right. He's close, man. He I, Green had a great performance. Um, mm-hmm. I, I put him up in the top uh, three or four. Uh, it, it, game wise, you know, I think that, yeah, I, I think he had a great performance. Um, well, I'd say top five, top five. I, I think that <laughs> Simon, I think Shane and Gray all had, you know, like all tied in my mind for second. So I guess I'm, I'm insinuating now who my man of the match is. Uh, I'll jump right into it, but I think they, they all were tied for second. I think, um, behind them was Jacob Green, but the number one, not only because it, it rightfully should be, and maybe at the point of the time when you're listening to this episode, it may be the USL goal of the week, but it should certainly be that. None of the other goals were even remotely um, as high a quality goal, uh, a volley outside the 18, um, ball coming at you, able to keep it down and tuck it away. Ooh, I think I know which one you mean. So, yeah, I think uh, performance of the season so far was our leading goal scorer, Elvis Ammo. Yep, his first non-penalty goal, too. But that was an amazing shot that he did. Yeah, uh, just he is – he's talented. Um, you know, I, I don't know the, the pedigree and where he comes from, uh, what academies he came from. I don't think uh, he was someone who was uh, scouted very heavily. I don't think he had a bunch. I don't know if he was one of the trials for last year. I really don't know. But he is talented. He understands the game. He understands where to be the goal aside, you know, like I made the comment about Gray, he had a great game in the midfield as well, but so did Elvis. Elvis, I think honestly dominated the, the midfield. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of when midfielders were able to just kind of read plays and just show up when the ball is in open space. And he was always there. He was, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, it'll come to me, but he, he was just always, always present. He was always there. Uh, and, and so, I, that was awesome. That was great to watch. I think that is the, the performance of the season so far. Yeah, I kind of had a similar issue when I was trying to figure out my man of the match for this one because there's like three or four different people that I could uh, name. You got Fawol for even though he didn't score, he definitely created a lot of opportunities, and it was and he and it was partly because of him that uh, the ball ended at a most feet for that goal. You could say Jeremy Garay, who facilitated the first goal as well as just, you know, was uh, being able to cover everywhere from box to box almost yep. on the field. And uh, could say uh, Simon Lefebvre for uh, only, you know, having a few days worth of training after finally getting out of quarantine and, uh, and uh, managing to put on a spectacular performance. Yep. The two goals from Nagelstad or one goal from Nagelstad. Well, that first goal you can't yeah. hold against us. I yeah. mean, that, that, that's a, that was a beautiful piece that, yeah. of, of, that was an amazing bend. The second one was kind of lucky in that Dixon well, was there to get the rebound. I don't call that luck. I, I call but that. Even then, but yeah, it would have, but it could have gone in if it was just a little lower too. I, I don't call it luck. I call that. And uh, Hey man, like this is where we're going to get a little harsh. I call it bad defending. I think it was watching. Um, I think what was his Ken, Kenneth Dixon. What was his name? The, the kids name uh either way he alex dixon alex dixon i think kenneth dixon's a running back or something either way Different alex guy, dixon yeah. um is yeah he 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 read the dig and that's what you do when you're attacking and you 
anticipate the dig if you're a defender. You, you, you get back there and you, and you get into the mix. But unfortunately, we were watching. I, I think Shane could have easily been the man of the match. But And I'm not even putting this on Shane. It, Shane, it wasn't Shane's fault that that ended up in the goal. But the defense has got to get back. And nobody got back. Nobody got back and, and even, even uh, played in there and, and got involved. Um, but, hey, yeah. man. Though it, personally, you know, I'd still credit that to Nagelstad because uh, if that was just like an inch or two lower, that would have been a second. Oh, and it was from out in left field, too. He had that no too. right even yeah. putting it where he did. So he is uh, going to be terrifying um, to, to continue to watch. And uh, yeah. looking at the firepower that Hartford has makes me just wish more and more that they would let three teams in from our five-team Group F uh, yeah. into the playoffs because it's just gonna it's going to be a hard – um, hard path to do it. But what we need to do in order to get into the playoff position is we need to continue to take points away from Pittsburgh and take points away from Hartford and yeah. get three points against teams like who we're playing this upcoming weekend. New York. Red Nobody Red said it would be easy, but anyways, so I guess my man of the match, I'll have to give it to Shane Wheat, partly because of the amazing goal, but also because on the defensive end, he showed up and made the stops where he needed to. Yeah. Okay. To keep take some of the pressure off Lefebvre for his uh, debut performance. But honestly, I could have easily given it, seen Garay or Fawol winning it as well. It was, it was a tough choice, but only one guy can be man of the match. So Yeah, sure. Well, hey, um, let's, let's, we're going to talk a little bit in, in here shortly about um, some of the standout performance. I, I want to I at least just name a couple of standout players in, in my – um, on the rankings and, and the stats that I'm keeping um, of the season sure. so far. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, Group F, uh, and then we're going to get into the rest of the team talk and, and, and whatnot. But, but a real quick shout-out to our, uh, our primary sponsor right now, which is the Loudon Stampede. They are the, the primary and the first-ever official uh, supporters group for Loudon United. Um, they, they have watch parties. They throw philanthropic events and uh, all sorts of fundraisers as well. Um, all over Loudoun County, and, and they were able to raise a, a good amount of money this last season as well as during the, the coronavirus outbreak. Um, so big shout-out to them. If you haven't uh, already had the chance to attend one of their events or, or check them out, you know, go to their website, loudonstampede.org or loudonstampede.com. They've got both of those, uh, those domains. Definitely give them, give them a shout, give, check them out, and, uh, and, and consider joining. Um, it, it sounds like uh, – the upcoming year membership is that what I hear is is going to be uh, part if if you get a membership this season then you also have a membership for next season. Yes, that's that's correct. For forty nine dollars for newbies and twenty nine dollars for those who uh, signed up in the inaugural season, I believe. If you act now and buy it, it's not only good for what's left of this year, but they're extending it into next year too for this for uh, no extra fee. Yeah, it comes with a bunch of gear and, and a T-shirt and some other cool stuff. You get a T-shirt, you get a patch, you get a beer koozie. They might have added some other stuff to it since I remember. Got to keep that beer cold. Yeah, so <laughs> they're having their, um, you know, I know that they, they show up to the home games, uh, you know, and, and we certainly go out and participate with, with them and the home games. But they're having their next away game viewing party for the September 1 game against Pittsburgh. Is that who we're playing on September 1st? I believe so. Well, that game, they're going to be viewing that game from, it sounds to me, we've always got the inside scoop before they announce it, or it sounds to me like they're going to be having that at Bungalow Ale House in Ashburn. Um, so I know they had some some previous viewing parties there last season, but this will be the first 
uh, of the 2020 season. So looking forward to to doing that and and having a beer with them while we watch. Um, yeah, I believe they the play the New York Red Bulls before Pittsburgh at home, though. Yep. So the, the New York 21. Red Bulls game is this weekend, um, and then September 1st, the next away game that'll be against Pittsburgh. Yep. But you, so yeah, yeah. If if you're okay with coming out to a game, then uh, you know they're doing the social distancing at Segra Field. Uh, come cheer on our guys. Wear bring your mask and uh, you know do what you can to hopefully we uh, crush them like we did uh, the past few matches against them. Yeah. And okay. Pittsburgh, so well. Let's hope we beat Pittsburgh. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so um, season so far, I want to name a couple of standout players this season that we've already talked about them. I'm not going to go into details, but um, looking at the stat lines of what we're looking at right now, um, you know, with, with the young player of the year and the player of the year awards right now, Gray is leading um, on overall performances for the season and uh, uh, green and uh, TKD as well are in the mix. Um, on the stat lines, again, for player of the year right now, Mustafa is leading, although I actually don't think I've included this most recent game, and I have a feeling that Emma will be uh, potentially you know, either challenging or leading by, at this point. But um, in addition, TKD is also just behind him um, on, on those overall ratings. So um, Group F, Group F, I, just, I whizzed right by that. That's just a little <laughs> teaser for uh, something toward the end of the season when we'll tell you guys who are – uh, player of the year is young player of the year and, and go through some of those, uh, those big performances and whatnot, but group F um, not much to say there. Uh, we still have two games in hand against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's who we, in my opinion, are really trying to rival in hopes that we can claw our way into a playoff spot. Pittsburgh and Hartford are the, are the heavy hitters in this group. Uh, it's going to, it's not going to be easy, but it has to be done. You know what they say? You got to beat the best to be the best. That's right. Well, and you know, I think that we all expected Pittsburgh to be in the mix and we all thought that the number two spot would be a toss up um, that we could certainly contend for. I don't think we thought that Hartford was going to be one of the best teams in the East, you know, behind maybe just Indy and Tampa um, and maybe right. one or two other teams. I'm just forgetting at the moment, but they are, they are, they're playing amazing. Um, but we showed that despite the fact that they're, one of the, the, the heavy, the, the most point saturated teams right now that we're still capable of, of sticking it to them um, in their backyard. So, Hey man, like it's all, it's all up in the air still. We're not mathematically uh, eliminated. We do need to figure out and, and fix up that goal differential that we've got um, mostly against the Hartford uh, first couple games. Right. But don't worry. We're going to get there one way or another. I want to say come hell or high water, but if you look outside, we've already got one of those uh, high water mark there. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It, what can I say? Thunderstorms passing through a couple of hurricanes hitting the Gulf at the same time. Makes me actually happy that we play on turf. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe I just said that. So team talk um, real quick and we're ripping through these, these last, these couple of bits and then we're going to get into um, uh, the youth Academy spotlight. The, Absolutely, which I know you, you love to run out with. So uh, real quick, just uh, spoke with Jake Dangler at one point. It sounds like we're going to be getting him back. Um, not sure if he was injured or what the deal was, but it sounds like he'll be back in training. Um, That's good it, to hear. Yeah, and, and there's a chance we even get to see him feature maybe off the bench or even starting uh, for the New York Red Bulls two game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, would have preferred to have him back at a time when our defense was really struggling. Now our defense is kind of meshing, but, hey – that, that we, we want continued talent to, to flow in and I'm sure coach Martin will know what to do with them. Um, so yeah, 
DC United uh, and let's talk about Academy talk. Like the, the, uh, we call them in-betweeners, not really in-betweeners, but, uh, but yeah, run with it, Adam. Okay. Well, um, one interesting thing uh, that happened uh, the last DC United game, they were playing uh, FC Cincinnati over the uh, weekend. And uh, admittedly, it wasn't the best game. Most of my, my brain blanked most of it out, but uh, there was something interesting in that Ben Olsen decided to try shaking things up a little bit. Instead of going with this usual 4-5-1, he went with a uh, 3-5-2. And within that formation, he started two players that uh, you might remember from Loudon's inaugural year, uh, Kevin Paredes and uh, Donovan Pines, both of whom have made the jump to the first team at DC United. But yeah, this is the first time they've started together on that, uh, on that side after the, especially coming right after the uh, MLS's back tournament, uh, that name. At, uh, but yeah, Donovan Pines in the eighth minute got a really, really, really good chance at, with a header, but because he's so tall, it kind of aimed it and it hit the uh, crossbar. But you're saying he's too tall. You're, you're saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that, uh, you know, it needs to adjust the center of gravity. But oh, I got it, got it. Okay. He, but he has definitely earned himself that starting spot as a center back on the oh, team. Oh, 100%. I, I, think at one, I think one of the commentators, or, or at least maybe the, the crew that was covering, called him their man of the match. I don't know if he was the man of the match, but um, I'll, I'll okay. tell you right now. I think we also covered this in a previous podcast. I'm not going to tell Donovan Pine what to do. He is, uh, <laughs> he is bigger than me, and um, I, I, there's a rule I have about telling people who are bigger than me what to do. So Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you go, Donovan, and also Kevin Paredes, admittedly, uh, didn't hear much about what he, what he did. But, you know, he's been between this and the, uh, the last couple of games in the MLS's back tournament. He's definitely been uh, turning some heads around the organization. So it's like you said in an earlier uh, pod, Adam, that uh, mm. he that he might be stick. He might be staying there uh, on the first team with DC United uh, in in the uh, foreseeable future, and uh, good for him, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. We we lost him early last season. That's that's understandable. He. Yeah. He's got talent, and they don't have a deep uh, bench in defense. I know they got that. Uh, they got a, a kid from a trade with. I don't even remember anymore. I don't keep up with DC. They're not my team, but um, yeah, they. The the defensive side, they're not super deep, so it, I don't see. I've ever seen him. Again. They got Axel Schoberg, a Swede Schoberg. who's been hopping around various oh. MLS teams, most recently with the Columbus Crew. In exchange for Emmanuel Emma Boateng, who Boateng. we got, we got him as a, I believe he was a defensive mid. He didn't do much yeah. though. Well, hey, there was someone else that started, um, who who said his roots in Loudon, right? Yeah, um, try to think who was it. Kevin. We already talked about Paredes. Though. Oh, my bad. Okay, then I missed it. Uh, Griffin Yao. Yeah, Griffin Yao. He came off the bench. Yeah. But, uh, so. I mean, Griffin so, Yao got our first ever goal uh, for Loudon, so we yeah. So we'll always have a spot in our hearts for you, Griff. Yeah, and and Kevin Kevin was playing with us back in March. He started for us back in March and uh, against Philly too. Yeah, or Bethlehem Steel or whichever you know angry part of Philadelphia you're <laughs> listening from right now. You never know. Um, and anyway, so, yeah. so yeah, speaking of that, well, that actually that does have nothing to do with our next segment. <laughs> um, you're going to spot one of the youths, and he's a guy we've been talking about a lot, honestly, and he's been worth it. But um, 
so I guess we're kind of bending the rules considering he's not technically part of the academy anymore. But uh, you all love him. And if you haven't heard of him yet, you will soon. Theodore, a.k.a. Ted, Coup di Pietro. Love the theatrics. <laughs> Sorry. TKD. Yeah, TKD, <laughs> also known as Cutie Pie on uh, Instagram. Nope, that's not how he's known by me. That's Yeah, well, maybe the ladies love it. I, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's because all his other usernames were taken. He's like, fine, I'll just do this one. <laughs> For intensive purposes on this podcast, I, I've referred to him as TKD a bunch. So if you're just like, yeah. who's this acronym that, that one of the Adams keeps talking about? It's, yeah. It is Ted Cudi Pietro. And it's easier than you have to keep saying Cudi Pietro all the time. It's a fun so, name to say, though. But it is, it is pretty fun. That's honestly how I first knew him when he, when he uh, popped up uh, in Loudon's inaugural year. He played his first uh, game in June of 2019 uh, – in a 2-1 win against uh, Atlanta United Junior. Atlanta United 2, excuse me. <laughs> um, sorry, let, let me step back a second. He's born and raised in Oakton, Virginia. So if we have any listeners for Oak, from Oakton right now, then, yep, he, you, uh, you might recognize him because he, uh, he was quite a uh, force on the field there and it's at Oakton High School. He was named first team All-State in Virginia to oh. the, for men's soccer across the entire state of Virginia as a sophomore in 2018 when a lot of people are, you know, going through, uh, like on the JV squad, he just said, you just set, uh, he was setting the local uh, soccer world on fire there. Yeah. Setting the standard for the rest of the players. uh, I know this isn't a visual medium, but uh, during the generation Adidas cup, when he was with the DC's uh, under 17s, he uh, did this amazing little, he did this amazing little step within the box and put it a goal during the Generation Adidas Cup against this Korean uh, youth squad that w- that they were facing. It was it's amazing. We'll try to put the link in the uh, show notes later to the uh, to the re- to the uh, relevant video. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, cool. So yeah, but he's done that. He even managed to make it onto the uh, very briefly onto the uh, United States. Uh, U17s, though I can't seem to find if he actually played with them, but he did get some experience uh, on that team. That's been uh, that's been a um, it, it's been a highlight in every single academy product that we've covered so far in this spotlight of the week. I mean, he, they they've all had some ties into the development side, the youth side of the U.S. team, and I think that's that's a speak so highly of, of their talent um, and the, the scouting capability that is coming out of DC. Um, it's, it's wonderful. Exactly. Plus, you know, coming out of a, uh, you know, public school instead of the pay to play type of schooling, we need more uh, kids like this. It's if we want to grow the sport within the entire country, let alone within our own uh, little uh, part DMV portion of it that we, uh, that we cover. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't care where they come from, but we need to be looking at those places. I, I think that yeah, uh, we, we say this too often, but, you know, I, we could do an entire show, not even like we, we could do multiple shows, you know, weeks on content on, on why the U.S. system maybe doesn't operate in the same way developmentally um, and, and, and finding uh, quality uh, yeah. players. We could, as, we could as, do like, that, Europeans. but um... Yeah, yeah, but we're getting ahead be, of ourselves here. Certainly, yeah. Anyways, and we'd be out of our depth too. Yeah. But anyways, back to TKD. As I said, uh, as I said earlier, yeah, he uh, joined with uh, Loudon side in 2019. 
still technically an academy kid, but you know, but he uh, he uh, managed to play in June twenty eighth on June twenty eighth, twenty nineteen, then on September twenty fifth against the Swope Park Rangers, formerly known as the Swope Park Rangers, now the Sporks Two or Sporting Kansas City Two. He scored his first goal in the 68th minute of the team's 4-1 win. And he also ended up uh, getting a red card in the, late in that same match. I was, I was there. I think I was there when it happened. And honestly, I think Cudi Pietro just got that because he got, you know, blunt, he got rabbit punched by whoever was on the Sporks 2 side. And uh, the ref just saw the retaliation. So he gave both, both parties in that fight a red card. Well, retaliation is no good, but I also did not yeah. know that rabbits punched. So I'm, I'm learning a lot right now. I always do. Yeah. I always learn a ton from your Academy spotlights, but that, yeah. that's the but, highlight right yeah. there. But I, but I was kind of pissed off because, you know, come on, he totally blindsided him. Yeah. Just because the, his team was down 4-1. Come on, man. Yeah. You got to find better frustration for your outlet, but also just see the reps send them both off because they couldn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> who was wrong in that fight come on man. yeah hey that's well. it, but that's just another little personal uh, thing so anyways uh yeah um well, an interesting f- part about the uh this story is that uh january of this year three weeks before his birthday he just turned uh, 18 in january 28th by the way so uh fun fact um but yeah while he Three weeks before he turned 18, he signed. He officially decided to uh, jump with both feet and going pro. Unlike other, unlike other players in this academy spotlight who, you know, verbally commit to a college or got called up by the first team, he's like, "Screw it! I'm just going to bet on myself." He signed an official professional contract with Loudoun United FC, so he's no longer a member of DC United Youth Academy. Whether that means he gets a call up to the first team in the future or another perfect team at that level remains to be seen. But uh, considering the uh, height of, considering the just amazing uh, moves he's able to pull off as an attacking midfielder and uh, as a right winger, when he gets the ball in the box, he's a threat to do something magical with that ball, whether it's just uh, crossing ankles or putting it in the back of the net. Yeah. And I yeah, hope absolutely. he keeps doing it with us but if he manages to find a purchase with the first with a top flight team in the future then uh, you know wish you all the best either way no stay with us stay with us <laughs> as long as we can can keep you yep. but coach also, martin is yeah. is very high on him um and i know yeah. that or, or i can't say i know i i've heard there are conversations between coach martin and and uh coach olsen ben olsen as well so i you know it He's in the conversation. He's on the radars uh, of the D.C. Uh, first team, certainly. That's great to hear. And, uh, yeah, also, uh, I think we mentioned this before, but he did – TKD also did score the first uh, non-penalty goal of uh, Loudon's right. 2020 season. That's right. And now we have two. Now we have now two. We have, that two. Didn't, we have two that are not coming from stop stop ball plays right so whether that's a penalty from set or pieces set or piece. penalty kicks yeah so that's a, a stop ball so yeah, hey either way, that's, but hey a goal is a goal and goal also goal. yeah and on the same and on the yeah also yeah quick uh reiteration yeah elvis thanks for getting your first non-penalty goal as well proving you can do it even when <laughs> even when the conditions are not ideal we knew you could do it elvis yeah. don't, don't say that i hope he's not listening at this point well um 
I'm trying to I'm trying to give him a compliment. Sorry if it didn't come off as one. I apologize. <laughs> well, no, he's he's a very humble uh, and a very very nice guy. Um, yeah, we we've but talked yeah, about him. T- but yeah, that's my thing on TKD. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So we we've kind of uh, I think given up hope on uh, on pretending like these podcasts are going to be thirty minutes like we originally told you we <laughs> intended them to be. But that's okay. Um, our editing team is doing a really good job of uh, of, of making us sound so a lot a lot less long winded and and uh, hopefully um, enough to a point where you guys are still interested. But a couple of quick items before we we break contact here. Um, Wanted to give a shout out to the 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 team, Loud United, um, and not just the players, which we normally talk about, right? But the actual staff. Um, their first home game, we think so highly of how well it went. Um, and under the current situation with COVID and everything that's going on, um, they had uh, so much staff there. You know, they had a lot of news crews. Uh, you know. We even were, were interviewed at a point by the Washington Post and, um, you know, lots of lots of people out there, lots of signs and, and, and stuff you know, that just communicated weird to do what, when to have a mask on, where cleaning was and, and all, you know, cleaning materials or supplies was. It was it was well, well orchestrated. It was certainly well done and, and big, big kudos and shout out um, to, to the staff of Loudoun United for, for doing that. Yeah, they did the best that they could under the circumstances that they're yeah. given. They did great. They did amazing. Um, I, I, I know that I, I felt extremely comfortable um, being at that game. I felt, you know, there was plenty of distance between me and the next fan. Um, I, I thought it was very well done. Um, yeah, so so good. Big shout out. And then a, a quick shout out, uh, I guess a rewind, uh, something we missed last week. But I wanted to give a shout out to the Steel Army folks. Uh, the Steel Army is the supporters group for uh, Pittsburgh. Not that anybody cares, but no, they honestly they were great. Um, they they came out in force uh, to watch that 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 first home game against Pittsburgh, and they were they were real nice to to us, uh, the rest of the, the Loudon United fans. Um, you know, they they took our crap when we gave it, and and they gave crap back when when they had every right to give it back. Um, so just a shout out to the Steel Army folks that, that that showed up and made the trek down, or were local to Loudoun County and just happened to be uh, uh, unaware that there's a much cooler team available for them to root for. But hey, uh, shout out to them. So it's good to hear that they were such good sports. Yeah, I mean, how could they not be good sports to us? We're such great you know, people to be on. So, yeah. so hey, that's that's it for for tonight's and this week's episode. Um, you know, hopefully you're listening to this uh, pr- prior to the New York Red Bulls two game that we've got on Saturday. Hopefully, in addition to listening to this, you're able to come out to the game. You know, grab a ticket if you feel comfortable and you feel like you know you can keep yourself socially distanced and. And in a comfortable way where you're, you're not, you know, you're, and if you're not, then and, find some, if not, then get ESPN plus or find somebody who has it and let them lend you their password. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm not, I'm not allegedly uh, for that, <laughs> but uh, get, get yourself parody, not actionable. <laughs> but um, so yeah. And if, if you are comfortable, we'll see you at Seger field. Uh, we're excited for the boys to take on New York rebels too, but, but that's all, that's all we got for the week. So, um, so Indeed. yeah, we're, we're signing off. As always, my name is Adam Mendelovitz. And I'm Adam Davis. This is Two Loud Adams. Stay loud and united. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United, and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now. <laughs>